everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Solier, Murgatroyd, how are you? Oh my God, Robert, Victor, Anthony. Uh, For those that don't know what a Solier is, uh, it's a village in Mallorca where we are currently based. We're in your your Yorka or Mallorca? Mallorca, remember that? Uh, we have a 24-year-old who one day we came home and we said... Okay, she was five at the time. Okay, she was five at the time, she's not 24. And um, she said, did you go to Yorami? And I said, Yorami? Because she was talking about Miami. So somehow my and your got conflated. Miami and your Amy. So that it's was... my Orca. That was a uh, that was a dad joke, but I did think of Orca the movie. Remember the movie Orca with the big fish? Yeah. Okay, um, but that's not why we came here today. We came here today to talk about the idea of doing it all over again. So let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, For those of you listening, probably uh, longtime listeners know I was a chiropractor for 25 years. If you're new, welcome to this uh, episode. I was a chiropractor for 25 years. (laughs) Story didn't change there. (laughs) Story didn't change. Um, But what did change was today we had an interesting conversation, uh, my wife and I, around if you had to do it again, what would it look like, right? So in life, everything is, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, when you do something as I did for that many years, you learn a thing or two about what you don't want and you get real clear about what you do want. So if I were, you know, uh, Kim asked me a question sort of loosely based around if you were to do it again, how would you do it? And just to give you context for this, um, it's very easy for somebody listening to say, oh, you know, you were a chiropractor, you made a bunch of money, and then you decided to leave. And, and you sold you know, the clinic. And you sold your clinic and you make millions of dollars. That's not true. We definitely did well as, as uh, having the office, for sure. And we sold the clinic and we got a three-year payout. So we had money for a three-year period. But it wasn't, by the way. And it wasn't crazy money. No. It, it, was, it was like enough. It was a starting teacher salary per year for three years. It, it, but like, you know, I'm not discounting any of it. It no. definitely had value, but it Huge wasn't- value. It, we did not cash out for $400 million at all. Not even a, a fraction of that. No. So 
in many respects, we actually did do it over again. And so some of the things that we did, I'm not going to belabor the point of what didn't work in the office. What I'm going to talk about in this episode is if you are reimagining your life, what are some of the things that you can think about in that reimagination? Well, but they might not even be at that point yet. You know, there's a lot of people that enter a career and they think this is a career I chose. This is the career I'm going to retire with and I'm just going to see it through and stick it out. And, you know, it's only so many years until I'm retirement age and blah, blah, blah. And I think that somehow we get locked into this you know, well, I'm this far in now, you know, and you could have easily went down that road and said, you know what, I'm this far into uh, chiropractic. You were 51 when we sold the clinic. You could have easily said, I've gone this far. I might as well just do another 15 years and then I'll be retirement age or whatever. Ride the baby into the sunset. Right. And you didn't. You actually did the hard thing and you cut ties with the clinic, you burned the boats, and you started over at 51 years old with a brand new business. And it gave you an opportunity to do it over again. And the reason we are talking about this today is because when, if you back it up, Rob, to when you were in your 20s and you decided to go and become a chiropractor, and if you're listening, I want you to back it up to when you decided whatever career you're in now, when you'd made that decision. If you back it up to that time, what drove that decision? Was it a passion? Was it money? Was it something kind of you defaulted into? Maybe it's a family business or an expectation that someone had of you. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why you could have entered that career. Chances are you didn't look at a career and go, well, that's a great lifestyle. I think I'm going to go with that one. The only people actually that I know hands down will make a, that I've heard make a decision for a specific career for lifestyle is teachers because teachers that I've talked to wanted to be moms. They'd be home by three or four and they were off in the summer. And so that was a lifestyle choice. I think like in the 60s and the 70s to become a teacher, I think was a lifestyle choice. But what, you know, if you back it up and you think about your driver to enter your career, chances are it was not lifestyle driven. And I think that's a mistake. I think that's a big mistake because you spend the rest of the time in the career wishing you were somewhere else or wishing you had more time off and it wasn't, maybe you work for someone and don't own your own business and you get one or two weeks off a year, you know, and you're wishing for more and you're trying to figure out how to get out of it. I think that what you did, Rob, was admirable or what we did, I should say, which is quitting, you know, quitting the game at the halfway point and saying, I'm going to start this baby over. And this time I'm going to do it around my lifestyle instead of working my lifestyle around my business. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. I had a, uh, before we get into the meat of this, I had a uh, conversation a couple hours ago with uh, two people I met on the beach here uh, from Denmark. And for those of you that don't know, Danes, which always makes me laugh when they call them Danes. I think of great Danes. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I just literally, when I say the word Danes, I just have this mental picture of two dogs that are living in a house. It's very strange. Ginormous but, dogs. Ginormous dogs. Um, 
And I had this conversation with them and I said, you know, all the research I ever read about Danes is that you guys come from the happiest place um, in the world. Like, They're like the happiest Scandinavian countries. And he said, it's the welfare state. And I said, the welfare state. Now that would be quite a negative thing for us to say um, as, you know, North Americans, but they don't, they don't view the welfare state as a bad thing. What they look at is the word welfare is their well. country, their country is looking after their welfare and making sure yeah. that they're okay. And I said, well, why do you think you're the happiest? And he said, oh, I can tell you exactly. We all know why we're the happiest. He said, because we have eight weeks off a year. Um, we, is it paid? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight paid weeks eight vacation paid, a year. Eight paid weeks That's a year. That's two months. Yeah, a year. Um, he said um, at uh, five o'clock, everybody is done with work. Nobody thinks about work after that time. And I don't know if you remember, I mean, I don't want to get too Oprah. far off the rails here. Yeah, but there was a, there was an Oprah episode and uh, I brought it up to him and he remembers it because it went sort of viral in their country. And, and Oprah is in a coffee shop with a woman who has a baby and the baby's in the stroller and she leaves the baby outside the coffee shop and the lady said, are you going to bring in the coffee shop? And she says, no, I don't, I don't need to. And then Oprah first thinks, well, you know, I guess we're looking out the window. It's a little weird. Somebody could roll off with your baby, but okay, it's out the window. And we'll be fine. And then the lady uh, takes Oprah up to her apartment building and Oprah says, are you going to take the baby up? And she says, no, we let the baby sleeping. I don't want to wake her up with the, the sound of the elevator. And she said, so you're going to leave the baby outside. And she said, yeah. And Oprah goes, well, what if somebody takes it? And the woman looks back at her and she's like, who would take a baby? And then she's, and so you see this moment where Oprah's like, how are you leaving the baby? And the other woman is, you know, you get the idea. So they come from a place where they are, their needs are met. They uh, they have money. They're given money when they um, get their first apartment or their first home. They're uh, well taken care of in retirement, and they are um, very sensible, logical people. They're not overspenders. Um, he said something like seventy percent of their no fifty percent of their income goes to taxes. Like it's a it's a flat like fifty percent. And then 25% on everything that they buy is taxed. So um, that's pretty heavy tax, It's right? pretty heavy tax, but what they're getting for but it what in return. What they're getting for it is making them happy, right? So if you compare that to, you know, North American countries, Canada, US, Australia, et cetera, we're working for what? We're working for the car, we're working for the house, we're, you know- Paying off debt from high school, from credit college. Credit card debt. All of the debt. Well, think about that. And, and, you know, we don't mean to take like a hard left turn here in the- podcast, but one of the biggest things that couples complain about is money. One of the biggest drivers of stress in a home is money. And so money tends to, even if you're, even if you got that job for the money, chances are because we're kind of a culture of more, 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 that no matter how much money you make, you're always going to spend up to that limit. And I think that that creates massive stress and it doesn't lend itself to a flexible lifestyle. Now, I think after the pandemic, things are starting to shift a bit with a, with a younger generation, with our older daughter's generation, uh, who's 24 now, where a lot of them want to work from home or they want to work from coffee shops or they want to go into the office you know, on occasion and connect. 
Um, but they have more flexibility. Like she flies around the country seeing her friends and working from, you know, Airbnbs and lives a fulfilling life. And I think that that generation is seeing that more than the generation before them. Okay, so with that as a lens for this conversation, let's talk about reverse engineering for you, what it looks like. You know, Kim talked about, um, you know, starting a career by default. Well, a lot of people continue to have a life by default, right? I, I am embarrassed to say that the reason why I became a chiropractor is my brother said you'd be a good chiropractor. Like that's literally why I became a chiropractor. I went to the, I went to the school to check it out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, well, this looks good. You know, and I can go on and on about, you know, the reasons why I justified it, but it was not a well thought out decision based upon passion or lifestyle, et cetera. But if you have the chance now to think about what would your life look like for you that would light you up? And this is where I want to put the brakes on. I want to slow down to speed up. Let's slow this down by asking yourself, what would it really look like for you? What are the things that matter? What are the things that matter to you? Okay. Before you jump into the big house, the big car, the homes all around the world, the private jets, and all the trappings of those things, I want you to realize that there is a price that you pay for every one of those things. None of them are bad. None of them are bad if that is what you want. But if you are crafting a vision for this life that you want because it's something that you saw on reality TV, Instagram, or your friends, uh, you know, some motivational book you read or your friends say this is a cool thing to do, this is your life. This is your one and only life. What are the things that matter? Now, I'll tell you something interesting. Living in uh, Tuscany, there are a lot of people who've made it, and I'll put quotes around made it. They've cashed out for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Some people are famous, um, you know, whatever, and decided that the trappings of those things were no longer fulfilling. And they wanted to move to a place that felt their, where they, they could live a life where their soul felt alive. It was a place that, you know, had gelato and pasta and architecture. And I'm using Florence as an example because that's our life. And they reimagined it. And all of those things, the millions and millions that they have in the bank is wonderful to them. But the actual day-to-day of what they're living now has meaning. And what I want you to think about is what does that meaning look like for you? If you were truly doing the things that you wanted to do, what would you be doing? Like, what would you be doing? And look at all of that and figure out what that dream is. Would you really have the million dollar house? If you would, good idea. That's a great idea, do it. Would you really be living in the US or Canada or Australia or wherever? Or would you be living on an island, you know, off the coast of, you know, Bora Bora? What is the thing for you that you know that when you're around that thing, man, you come alive. You feel good when you're in that thing. Whether you believe you can have it, whether you have figured out how to make the money around it, none of that matters. That's not what this exercise is. The exercise is you dreaming and thinking about what that looks like. So I'll I'll take a pause there. So here's the other part of it though. There's a lot of people that will want to escape the nine to five 
and become a solopreneur, build a business, do something on their own. And they trade one set of handcuffs for another. What you don't realize when you're a solopreneur and you're building an online business, you wear all the hats. You are um, research and development, you are marketing, you are payroll, you are all of it. And until you hire it out and you're not, right? If that is the path you choose. And so often you'll see, you know, memes and uh, people making TikToks about, you know, I went into business for myself to have freedom and, you know, I quit the nine to five to work 24 seven. And that's, there's truth in that. So, you know, what our caution for you is when you do decide to reimagine your life and reimagine your business, our recommendation is that you start with the life blocks that you want. So for us, it's time. We are driven by time freedom. That's it. So when we look at a mega mansion or, you know, really expensive cars or whatever that is the status symbol du jour, we look at it as what amount of time of my time do I need to relinquish to get that item? Because that's what it is. It's time and money, right? So what do I have to do to do that? And is that a worthwhile investment of my time? Because for us, time is is the thing we want. We want time. We want to set our life up so we can bring Sophia to the bus, go have coffee together in the morning, do a morning meeting and design our day instead of live by default. That is where we start. So when you do the exercise of what do you really want and what do you really want your life to look like, think about the time blocks or the lifestyle blocks that are really important to you and where do those go first? Do you wanna be home when your kids get off the bus? Do you want to have family dinners together? Do you want to have summers to be flexible? Do you want, you know, a lot of these things matter. Some people want a physical location, you know, they want to go and open up a store or something that's their dream. And how that's amazing if that's your dream, but it gives you something that you're connected to and that you have to be in one destination for, you know, so think about the freedom that you want. Think about the time freedom you want. Think about all of the the lifestyle-based things that you want. Because I think what people do is they think, oh, if I just grind hard enough, then I can cash out it. And I can be one of those people in Florence, Rob. If I push it hard enough, I can be one of those people in Florence and I cash out for X number of dollars and I just sail off into the sunset. And chances are that will not be the case. Chances are the moment you cash out, you will roll right back into something else. Yes. And the the topic of this podcast, the word is default. And it's such a strong word because when you're, when we're living in this Instagram culture right now, where everybody is seeing, you know, the highlight reel of everybody's life, we're all feeling like the life that we're living is shittier, right? So, um, really try and imagine it. Now, I don't want to, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting here as we're recording this podcast and I'm looking out over the ocean at these multi-million dollar houses. And there are 
people that I know that are working really, really hard to have that kind of thing and really, really would love that. And they love the game. They love building it. They want to be around it. They want to be around other entrepreneurs. And that is lighting them up. They want that. That's fantastic. That's great. I have a a good friend, Chris and Lori Harder. Um, they both have great podcasts. You should check out the Chris Harder show and the Lori, uh, the, it should be the Lori Harder show. It's earn your happy. Um, and they are now, I think they're on their fourth home and they love the idea of bouncing around from location to location in areas that have meaning to them. They're, they're, uh, they're on their way, ironically, today to their home in the Midwest. And their, their vision for that home is to have family memories where they're all on the lake in the summer and they're taking all their family and friends who couldn't afford to have something like that and create memories where they can all share it. They're, they have another home that's in Southern California that is around the water that they love being around and walking down the beach. So these, these are, I'm giving you different examples. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. In my particular case, I like the fact that Chris and Lori have four houses because I'm gonna visit them in all four houses, okay? <laughs> I want you to buy a boat because I'm gonna go on your boat. It is not my path. It's not what I want because I wanna do something different. Like, but we will be happy to host them in Florence. Well, for example, you know, to to continue on with Chris and Lori, they're, you know, they're not taking two and a half months off like we are now in the summer. That's not their path. No. They want to do, they have, they're working on, Chris is building a financial tech company and Lori is building a, an alcohol company and they're passionate about that. Here's the point. The point is, what is the life you want? What is the life? And if you're like Chris and Lori are designing that, they are, they're saying we want a home in the Midwest and here's why we want it. We want a home in Southern California and here's why we want it. So let me give you the, the converse, right? Where you're living by default. So Rob grows up in New York. His brother says you should be a chiropractor. He finds a chiropractic school in Atlanta, Georgia goes to chiropractic school because becomes a chiropractor, finds a job because he needs a job. What do you do when you get out of school and you have student loans, you have to pay them back. Gets a job just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So now he's living by default just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And his entire life was by default in location and what he was doing. And here are the hours you have to work. So by default, you only have this amount of time off. And all of that was truly by default. None of that was by design because that is... That's how that path went until we disrupted it right. and said, not anymore. And now we're going to live by design. And so <clears throat> life is different. But our our goal in this uh, podcast today is for you to realize that if you're in a place where you think you're living by default, and it doesn't have to be your entire life. It doesn't have to be your business. It doesn't, it, it could be any part of your life could be by default you have the power to change it. You can stand up and say, you know what? I want to reimagine this. I want to reimagine my home. I want to reimagine where we live. I want to reimagine my career. You can reimagine anything. And you are the only one, quite frankly, that has the power to do that. No one can do that for you. 
So I want you to think about, as we wrap up here, I want you to think about what that vision looks like for you. What are the things that give you joy? What are the things that light you up? What are the things that excite you? What is the life that you want? And then look at it and say, what are the things that I'm doing that isn't in alignment with that? I am, I am going out to dinner on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and I'm blowing $600 a week. I'm making this up. I'm blowing all this money. When really I could be taking that $600 and figuring out a way to get the life that I want to have. So where are you... Um, uh, misdirecting your focus, your time, your financial resources, because you're trying to get a dopamine hit because you're unhappy with your current life that you're living. Think about that and think about where, where, is, where are the areas that you could eliminate so that you can get the life that you're looking for. And I would also say that I'm I'm sensitive to the fact that making these life changes are not simple and they're not always quick. And so you can look and say, okay, well, you know, you guys are taking two and a half months off now and you're living in Florence and, you know, it must be nice. And I think that that leap you can look at and go, oh my God, like I am so far from that, that it's overwhelming that you don't even start. I want you to think about a baby step, a baby step. You know what a baby step is? Figuring out what you want. That's a baby step. Like, just write the damn thing down. This is what my life, I want my life to look like. These are the, write that, and then next to it, write down, these are the things that are not in alignment with that. This doesn't make sense. I am I am over-mortgaged, and I don't give a shit about this house anymore. I am over-card, and I don't care about this car anymore. So think about those things that just don't have meaning. And I'll, I'll end with this. If you um, go on, I think it's on the, the Learning Channel, there is House Hunters International and there's House Hunters. And it's you and I, Kim, haven't talked about this, but there's a, a very distinct difference between the two shows. The House Hunters are the people that are going like, oh my God, I want to have a beautiful home in you know Minneapolis, right? And so they go in and they find this million dollar home and they gut it and they, they look for a place. The House Hunter International are the people who sell that home and go, I want a different life. I've been relocated. I'm looking to go to Europe, to Japan, to wherever. And very often those people are living in these tiny little apartments and they love their life. At the end of it, they're like, oh my God, I, I, I bought this place in Italy and I walk down the street and I have wine and I talk to Tony and, and you can see that they're lit up. So I want you to, to think about the path that you're on now and what retirement looks like for you and what you're currently, uh, how you're living your day to day. And then think about, well, if I reimagined it, what would this look like if it was a life that lit me up on fire? A life by design instead of default. We'll leave you with that. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or 
their Play Hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds, and leave me a five-star review, and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 